Hello, one and all. Welcome to the A to the K Wrestling Show, where man flu mania is running wild, brother. Not well, isn't he? Not well. That is true, that is true. Carl's got the rona. <laughs> no, I don't, that we know of. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Either of way, course. Over there. That's it. But, I, you know, I couldn't couldn't miss a show, unlike, unlike some people when they go oh, nice. the sniffles. I get it. Yeah, week off. Time. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, we may as well drop the bombshell now. As long as all goes to plan, and I don't have Rona in a few weeks' time, I won't be here. And so, um, I'm not dying, by the way. I just mean I'm going to go on vacation. And that means we won't have <laughs> bombshell. <left that. laughs> uh, no, but uh, don't worry. I'm going to fill in for Carl with puppets. That's it. It'd be a more entertaining show, to be sure. Um, <laughs> no, no, he, he rambled on. With a sock puppet for four hours. Yeah, rambling rabbit, in fact. Um, yeah, Bray does it. Exactly. It works for Bray. It works for us. Well, guys, okay. And speaking of things that work for us, we're going to throw it over to Road Dog for A to the K's little known fact of the week. Oh, you didn't know? So, Anthony, WrestleMania has been and gone. And honestly, it's actually pretty fucking good, wasn't it, to be fair? Um... I think, I mean, obviously we're going to get into that this week in our unique segments when we talk about WrestleMania reactions and results. But Anthony, synonymous with WrestleMania is the post-Mania Raw. And now this week, spoilers incoming, so if you don't want to hear, switch off for like 10, 15 seconds, I don't know. Um, but we did see a title change as Bron Breaker reclaimed the NXT title from Dolph Ziggler for some reason. But Anthony... And for those who don't keep up with uh, NXT, Bron Breaker lost the title, by the way. Yeah. Hot potato and that thing. Um, but yeah, but did you know, Anthony, there's only actually been seven title changes on the post-Mania Raw editions, with the last one coming six years ago when The Miz beat Matt Cardona for the IC title right after he won it, the day after. Oh, yeah. Um, because... You know, because yeah. fuck Zack Ryder was the motto at that point, I think. Exactly. And, uh, well, he showed them. Um, but others included Paige beating AJ Lee. We all remember that. Uh, Dolph Ziggler winning this time instead of losing it against uh, Alberto Del Rio. That was a pretty cool cash in, to be fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. As well as a plethora of tag team title wins. Oh, for both plethora. I've been listening to Cody Rhodes this week, so I can say big <laughs> words. Um, <laughs> with the Hardys, Spirit Squad, and New Age Outlaws all winning the tag titles. And of course, Eddie Guerrero winning the European title too. So, yes, yeah, seven title changes on post uh, Mania Raw. And then this week, we've got one as well. So. Fun and games. And there you have it. That was A to the K's little known fact of the week. And this is Road Dog, one of them title winners, to sing us out. Oh, you didn't know? Ah, we did it. So, yeah. if you joined us last week, this week in wrestling's had a little bit of a facelift, a little bit of a makeover. Did a Cody Rhodes and died at Tay Black for a week, as we were just saying before we started this. <laughs> um, but only we are sticking with it because we have updated the format of the show. Gone are the highlights and oshites and being replaced, of course, with just us talking about stuff. And it's not like it's a week old anymore because we're talking about Raw that was like a mere, mere days days ago. So it's always, always wanted. <laughs> it's all we ever wanted. Um, so let's kick off. Talk about WWE. I mean, we're still kicking off. That's what we do. But we're going to kick things off oh. with WWE. And we talk about the man himself, Cody Rhodes. He's back, Anthony, in the WWE. Um, 
and he's such a troll and he so right i'll caveat this i i thought this was really really good i i genuinely did but um i didn't think it was going to be when, when the first thing he said was very much what he said in his aw promo of so what do you want to talk about and i was like oh god no what's he doing um but it was good it was really really good um it makes it makes a difference doesn't it we were just we were just chatting about this before we hit the big old record button um when Cody Rhodes actually has a purpose and <laughs> you know, funny, isn't it? <laughs> he's not just, you know, floundering, trying to make stuff work with like, I don't know, Anthony Agogo and, you know, stuff for no reason. Um, the fact is this, this is Cody Rhodes being himself. Obviously we all know how much he loves and respects his dad. And he brought up the story, which he's done many a times before. Dusty it's was that? never able. <laughs> oh yeah. He, just, he hasn't mentioned it uh, that often. Um, but yeah, so obviously Dusty Rhodes was never able to capture the big one. Obviously he won the belt by count out, so he didn't get to keep the belt. Um, and you know, that was basically what got Cody into wrestling. Um, as we know, uh, he didn't get to do that either when he was with WWE. So let's say he had some unfinished business, if you will. Um, and he caught a very impassioned, um, you know, heartfelt promo. He was getting quite emotional like he does when he talks about these things uh, obviously with his dad and, and stuff like that as well and um look it was fantastic it, it this this was the type of cody promo that he did early aw which i absolutely love the whole you know from um what is it undesirable to undeniable thing like although i know you're gonna milk the fuck out of that catchphrase and got it I mean, the audio, the audio I've done, saying. like, they legit... I heard it about it. 12 times on WrestleMania, so... <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, we definitely are going to keep hearing that. But um, it just it just makes so much difference, doesn't it? At the end of the day, um, this is a fantastic story. It's the only way to have Cody Rhodes as a face, really, because... And I don't mean this in a horrible way. There's, there's not much else to him. Like, yeah. the, the thing I worry about, honestly, and I, I think he's going to do great in this. I think, hopefully, he gets to capture that title and it's going to be a wonderful moment, and I think the fans will be right behind it. The problem I've got is, what's next? That's the bit that I'm worried for, you know, for for him because, you know, say this happens and he goes ahead and he wins the big one, that that big story arc then about obviously you know being able to capture the title that his dad never did and all that kind of stuff, that then goes away, and mm. I do worry for him then because I don't know where that's gonna go um, when it's not kind of, you know, baked in 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 reality. Um, yeah. But. No, I, I do. I agree. Um, but that being said, I've always been a fan of the idea because I've never fucking got to see it. I've always been a fan <laughs> of the idea of him turning heel. Mm. So if um, you know you move into a story where when he is champ and when he has won the belt, he becomes a bit of an arrogant prick. Um, <laughs> then, like story wise, becomes uh, then it could build a it could build into something. Then do you know what I mean? As like mm. it, he needs a character change after that because his whole character now. It was, it was running stale in AEW, and I think you hit the nail on the head that it was because there was no real purpose to him. Like, no. the, I, I've said this to you off air, and I'll say it now. Um, I think the problem, the massive problem he had in AEW was almost too much creative freedom. I think WWE is going to be perfect for him because they kind of have to rein in the Cody. Like, yeah. in AEW, he had a level of creative freedom. Uh, apparently, that got less and less as time went on, but again, kind of justifiably, if I'm honest. Where like when he was up against um, Brody Lee and was doing a TNT title stuff, the TNT title stuff started out really well, and then it was like he lost it in decisive fashion. And again, I was like, that's I'm shocked that he he gave um, Brody that bigger sort of bump because he got battered. 
And yeah. then it's like, I'm going to come back with dark hair and be emo Cody for like a week. <laughs> like, and then like he just, every decision after that just kind of seemed a bit like, what are we doing here? And I yeah. was honestly convinced he was heading towards a heel run. Like to me, look at the Anthony Agogo stuff. You go, right, the the result there is going to be Agogo getting the rub, isn't it? Nope, mm-hmm. gets beaten. I was like, right, so we're going to push to Cody being a heel. Nope, Cody's still a face, and he's always going to be a face. He's never going to stop being a face. I'm like, what? what is the aim? What is going on? Yeah. And I think largely that's down to the fact he was controlling his own stories. Well, that's it. I think, you know, straight out, out of the gate in AEW, he shot himself in the foot. He, he made, him, made it so he couldn't be the world champ. So, therefore, that immediately kind of limited the stuff that he could do. And I think it just ultimately came down to having to craft storylines and you know, things which I don't honestly believe is a strong suit. Cody Rhodes is, is best Cody Rhodes when it's real and it's raw and it's him and no pun intended by saying raw, but <laughs> like yeah. oh, <laughs> Cody Rhodes is best me. when he's on raw. Um, but like, you know, it just, it makes the world a difference. That's why like that undeniable promo, for example, that's, that's real stuff that happens. That's him, yeah. you know, tra- wanting to basically go out there and prove that, you know, he isn't just this guy who can't make it. He can be, you know, a main event player. And it's stuff that, actually works because it's true and yeah. just like with the storyline that's why i think it's getting over so well and i loved it honestly I'm, so i'm sure he's done well i know he's done fantastic on the indies because that's how he built himself up to being the executive vice president of all elite at one point but um we never knew him in the indies we didn't really follow his career in the indies but he clearly did well in the indies mm-hmm. i just think he kind of plateaued when he became like the all elite guy you know yeah and um as much as like it may even be surprising to anyone listening to us regularly. He, I honestly think he's a WWE guy and he will suit this system and he'll he'll be good for them and they're going to be fantastic for him. Definitely. I agree. And I'm totally loving the story, like you say. I'm super intrigued how they're going to go about it because obviously, you know, we've got the unified guy and uh, by all accounts he's injured. So, like, I don't know what we're going to do for title matches. I'm sure that'll all pan out eventually. Yes. Um... Yeah, I mean the the best thing about it is like you also you, you want to tune in as well to see where it goes and and you know how it gets there and stuff like that. So all yeah, in all, good shout put them on Raw because no one was watching that. <laughs> this is very true, but yeah, um, really enjoyed it and it does make sense that he's back and I think it was the right move for all involved. So um, yeah, that's the first one this week. Although just before we move away from the first one, you know what I don't like about the whole Cody Rhodes situation. Cool. Well, we're out there. I don't know we're kind of bastards for it as well, but we're, I don't think we're bad when we do this, right? But all the media outlets and all the, you know, YouTube channels and are talking about the speculative elements over Cody. And I'm even hearing it now. It's like Cody and uh, Tony Khan drifted apart. It's like, well, you couldn't get much further apart than they are right now, so you're fucking right about that. But <laughs> why are we making it sound like this big dramatic thing? He left with respect and he's come back for a very good reason to mm-hmm. WWE. So like, why not? Like, why can't we just let go of that stuff? You know. Exactly. Like, mm. chances. Like, let's face it. No one ever thought we'd see Bret Hart in WWE again either. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he's he's been back more than once. So that's it. You know, never, never seen that. Like bridges are ever burned. So exactly. Let's not pretend like he's done with AEW and Co- and uh, Tony Khan because you just don't. You never know. You never know. I'm yeah. not saying oh, Cody's coming back to AEW. Like, I'm not trying to even to troll like that. But my point is, like. I, don't, I think the media is kind of ruining the whole run because it's try, they're trying to make it about this little fight between the two companies and say, like, shut up. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, he could never go and avenge, um, you know, the the title thing from his dad winning the WWE title while in AW, could he? So, 
exactly that storyline whenever about it. You have to try and make out like the AEW titles, like the equivalent of which we all due respect to AEW, we know it's not heritage wise. So yeah, exactly. he wants to go for the title his dad went for, and you can, it's only one place to do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then he gets there, and they get rid of it by unifying the titles, and it's the universal title, and they get rid of all the history. I mean, truly, if he wanted to go for the title his dad went for, that, that's been gone for a long fucking time. <laughs> well, this is true. Um, but it's the closest he's going to get. So, um, yeah, oh, yeah. all in all, um, they get it, Cody in WWE. Yeah, indeed. So, Carl, speaking of things that, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about this anymore, actually. I wasn't digging the whole emo edge thing, mm-hmm. right? But, you know, we've got this clear thing now um, between Edge and Damien. Uh, we've got this... I, I, who was it? I think... Um, I forget his name. Who's the guy who's with Malachi? Oh, Brody King. Brody King. I think he poked fun at this. That the, the kind of, like, you know, um, Malachi Black's faction. <laughs> Order and House of Black from Wish, I think, is... Uh... That was uh, that was the reference he made. Thank you. I'm great. I couldn't even remember the House of Black name for a second. I'm super good with stuff like this. Um, so yeah, so like, yeah, I kind of get the similarity. But you know what? Like, I've feared for Damien for a little bit now um, yeah. since he dropped the US title and since he was doing this whole Damien side stuff. I was like, oh fuck, the ruining him, and he was doing so well. I actually think it's going to be really good. I think it's going to be good for both Edge and Damien because Edge kind of hasn't really got much on now. You know, mm. and uh, it's like, well, let's go. I, I'm still not sure how I feel about the character change, but I, I honestly, I, I feel like I might be digging this faction. You know, and I say faction. Why am I saying faction, Carl? Because we're getting some speculation now, aren't we? We're getting some speculation mm. that we might even see Rhea Ripley there too. <laughs> Wild Rhea Ripley appears. Um, I agree with you. I think I wasn't a fan of Edge's sudden kind of um, gimmick change. I was like, at this stage in his career, why does he need this? Um, he's Edge for Christ's sake. Um, but I yeah I am a fan of the fact that it's given Damian Priest something to do, and I think you know him by association with Edge is immediately a good thing for him. You know it's going to go one of two ways. He's either going to get like the you know I I mean actually I I think I've just negated my own point. I was going to say it's either, <laughs> it's either going to end up like um the what is it the Major Brothers or whatever they were called at the time with Zack Ryder and um you know. The other fella, as a guy, um, where that didn't really work. That the whole edge heads just didn't get them over at all. Or I was going to say it'd be like more similar to the brood, and I'm like, well, I didn't really get over anyone else either, either. But um, yeah, I think it's going to be a good thing for Damien, and obviously if you do, <laughs> everything that happens, Edge just seems to get over. Like, <laughs> hmm. the hell? Uh, but yeah, so I'm still not massively keen on Edge's new character, but um, it's created a bit of intrigue, I think. You know me. exactly just emo edge didn't really work but yeah I think if it gives some stability to Damien Priest I think he's needed that for a while so um, yeah just by association him working with edge is hopefully going to be good um, long term for him fucking indeed totally agree what do you make of the Rhea thing Um, well I mean I think it is purely speculation at the minute but they're teasing a bit of a a heel turn on Liv Morgan aren't they Um, so if if they don't win the titles, so if they week. just kept her in the tag team a little bit longer with uh, <laughs> Nikki Cross, she could, she could have been the one who turned heel. Exactly, imagine. Um, but yeah, I imagine that they're going to lose the the title match, uh, and then Rhea Ripley turns on it, and then just joins up somehow with Edge. Um, Do you want to see a bit of Rhea in this faction? Yeah, I like a bit of Rhea. Um, so yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Um, speaking of so yeah. How about 
Oh no. <laughs> um, Elias. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, it's not Elias. It's his younger brother, Ezekiel. Um, his younger brother. He shaved. I feel so much for this guy. He's like, firstly, and no offense to him, I'm, I mean, you know, he's he's a handsome dude, I guess. But do you know, like, when like you see those memes know, of like they're someone with a massive me. beard and they shave it off and they're like, hmm? Um, it's kind of yeah. it's kind a lot of, less face than I expected. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, <laughs> so it's not the best look for it's it. Like when somebody moves the couch. Indeed. That was that weird patch there, you know. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, I uh, I think they've, they've ruined him, unfortunately, and I hate to say this because I'm a, I was a huge fan of Elias, but I think this has got future endeavor written all over it. Um, Dude looks so different though. Like he's been able to go around town, go into bars, do whatever the fuck he's wanted for months now, and no one's known <laughs> who the fuck he was. Like yeah. I feel bad for him that he's had to debut on TV again because now people are gonna be like, oh, that's the guy. He was um, he was definitely a legend. But like, it's one of them. It it just it feels like just such a drop of the ball because they've not even done anything good with it. They've brought him out and he's been like, no, I'm not Elias, I'm his brother Ezekiel. And it's like, that's the gimmick change. Do you know what I mean? Like, even Kevin Owens called bullshit on it. It's like, what the hell? I mean, <laughs> even that in itself is weird. Now, don't get me wrong, Kevin Owens has just come off a WrestleMania main event with Stone Cold Steve fucking Austin. So, it's safe to say he's over. So, on the one hand, you've got Ezekiel coming out and doing something with Kevin Owens. By proxy, that's not a bad place to be on the card. But he's come out as Ezekiel, um, and therein lies the problem. So I love how, like, the, it's just a roller coaster ride. WWE as well. It's like, oh my god, these Cody Rhodes. Like, this is insane. WWE are picking up. They're actually going like, ah, oh, this is crazy. And then you see Ezekiel and go, ah, oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah, right exactly. Back to where we exactly. But like, it makes you think, doesn't it? Like, where the whole rumors are out about him looking too much like Macho Man actually true, and so the did he have this whole other backstory or thing that he was going to I mean, debut as? Or then I mean, was Stephanie not leaving alone or something? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, Vince is like shave the fucking beard. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's just like oh yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, that came across more like the Kool Aid thing than it did that. I'm not good with impressions. <laughs> Uh, it did actually. You're right. Um, oh yeah. Um, that's that's a lot better. Uh, I mean, to be honest, that was my version of the Kool Aid thing. So um, yeah, there ah, we fuck. go. <laughs> <laughs> if I was to do a sab, I blame it on Nicole. Oh yeah, would be my. That's a lot better. What what about when? You, can you tell us that the cream rises to the top? <laughs> the cream rises to no. Can't do it. <clears throat> can't do it at all. Uh, but yeah, so. I don't know, it's a shame uh, that they've debuted him, well, reintroduced him in this way. Uh, but yeah, I, I can't see this going anywhere, to be honest. And if it does, I don't really want it to be with Kevin Owens, because I feel like Kevin Owens has earned himself something a bit higher up the card now. Also, why? <laughs> yeah, the overarching question, but why? <laughs> so, yeah. Not to be a great philosopher, but why? <laughs> Indeed. I know, stealing from Family Guy. Anyone who pointed out, yes, I did. Um, yeah, I don't. I really. I, I, I'm a bit sad because I actually liked Elias. I like to walk with Elias. Like, they've took every little bit of character out of him and gone. Here's some orange trunks. Shave your beard and be shit. And he's gone. Okay, boss. Like, Pretty much. I think. I think that's actually what I said on the piece of paper. Um, to be fair. 
Just everything interesting about the dude. And I've never seen him wrestle, so I don't know if Ezekiel's a good wrestler. Elias certainly didn't do much in the ring. That's yeah. not why we liked him, if I'm honest. I mean, to be fair, with the unfortunate injury to Rick Boogs, they could have just had him keep the beard and just re-debut as Rick Boogs. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was weird. That was that was definitely weird. Speaking of weird, that's a shit segment. Whatever. So, Carl, and I'm curious your thoughts on this one. I'm going to talk about MVP. He's only gone and turned on Bobby Lashley, hasn't he? Yes. What a what a heel is it? A heel turn? I don't know who's heel or face anymore, <laughs> right? But um, I want to tell you how I feel. I feel that this is the right choice. I feel it makes Bobby actually involved in something interesting. And um, I think this will potentially be great things for Omos. Because, Mm. let's face it, I didn't think I'd ever be saying this, Carl. But if anyone needs MVP, more than Bobby Lashley is Omos. Bobby Lashley can talk. That's fine. Not much, but he can talk. Yeah. I think... Omos definitely needs a mouthpiece. Let's give him MVP. Let's do that. I can see what they tried to do with this. I think there's two major problems in my mind with it. Is one, Bobby Lashley sucks as a face. Real bad. Um, Bobby Lashley sucks face? Bobby Lashley sucks face. You heard it here first. <laughs> um, so that's that's not the best. And I think it. I, I see what they tried to do. Pair MV, MVP up with Omos because Omos can't talk. MVP can. It should be good for him. Problem is, I don't even think MVP can save Omos. He is just a re- <laughs> he's just a really big guy. That's pretty much all he is. Um, and yeah, he's like, not exactly going to dismantle people in the ring like Bobby did. The thing with Bobby was like he wasn't much of a talker, but he was a hell of a wrestler. Exactly. Like yeah, Omos is not much of a talker. And not but he's much of a wrestler. Tall. Um, but he's tall. If you want shit off a really high shelf, he's your man. <laughs> like his segments. With MVP, you should just be the pair of them walking around um, Costco, just grabbing shit off <laughs> top shelves for people. That's why I did it. Like, I told you, Bobby, I need to be with someone who can reach off the high shelves. <laughs> <laughs> who better to reach the brass ring than the guy who's actually literally just right near it? <laughs> Do you know what? If if if, if the end of this uh, thing isn't just a Money in the Bank ladder match where oh, Moss just goes, man, <laughs> with Adam ladder, so um, yeah, that's 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 the goal. He just jumps a little. <laughs> Probably can't even do that. He's got not an athletic bone in his body. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I think, yeah, to your point, I see what they tried to do. Hopefully I'm completely wrong and that, you know, it does work wonders. But Bobby Lashley as a face never works well. And I think, yeah, Omos just doesn't yes. have any charisma. With all respect to Bobby talent. Lashley, what he was doing right now was kind of stale, wasn't it? Like, there wasn't much doing for him in MVP anyway, so... Might as well mix it up a bit. Exactly. Um, what's the what's the expression? Fight or flight. Um, One of the two. Yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, this is going bye bye, birdie. If you ask me, but we'll see. See how long we stick with it. See. We have ever had a good history of flights. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Very topical. Um, Woo. Right, so, uh, moving <laughs> on to the oh. next one. Um, and again, uh, I know we don't do O'Shites and stuff anymore, so I'm not going to class this as an O'Shite as such, but I just didn't really get this. So NXT have just had their own premium live event, um, Stand and Deliver yeah. 2, and Electric Boogaloo. Um, and it did have a title match, and it was between the new champion, Dolph Ziggler, and 
Braun Breaker, who was trying to reclaim his belt, and he failed, Anthony didn't do it. Um, so naturally, they will then rebook the title match again for no apparent reason, you know, for the NXT title on Raw a few days later, because that makes sense. Um, and yeah, Braun Breaker wins the title. So it's like, okay, cool, except, you know, a couple of things. Like, if you're that big on Braun Breaker, just fucking call him up. Don't have him coming for the NXT title on an episode of Raw, because you kind of ask yourself... I can't decide. Why? Are they big on Braun Breaker? I can't even decide anymore. They've had him lose, like, twice to Dolph. Lost his title, lost his rematch. And then just give him another match anyway, which, all right, he's won. But it's like, what's your aim? What is the aim here? They've had a trilogy of matches, and Dolph's come out the better on two of them. You see, though, that that won't that won't even be remembered. What what the long game is with this is Braun Breaker, eighty three time NXT champion. You know he lost it eighty two times, but still he's had it eighty three times. This isn't the twenty four seven title, guys. What the fuck's going on? Apparently, <laughs> so, you can defend it wherever the fuck you are. Exactly. Like, um, I don't know. Fuck yeah, right I just yeah, I don't really I don't really understand why. Why put the NXT title? Like, the NXT has been a part of Raw now for weeks and weeks and weeks, and I'm kind of just like... <laughs> because, because they're like, watch it. <laughs> exactly. Good. Um, so they put it on Raw, so you'll actually go, what, who are these guys? What's an NXT? What's going on? <laughs> What's a Nuxt? Is that one of them pictures that you buy on the on the internet? <laughs> How, how's that not being turned into some kind of media? <laughs> How is that? Uh, um, but yeah, so I wasn't digging this. I don't know what your thoughts were, but... Don't get it. it. Shouldn't be on Raw. I feel like I've hinted at my thoughts, but I just, yeah, it's just stupid. I, I mean, I hate to say it, but I kind of, um, I didn't want it to happen. And I'm not saying it's definitely happened, but I feel like they've kind of plateaued with Bron. They were they're super big on him, and he's going to be a mega star. And now they kind of don't know what they're doing. Sounds about right. But I think they're pushing him into storyline with Joe Gacy for some reason. It's like, why? <laughs> Again, but why? Uh, so yeah nonsense also nonsense and um, I, I sincerely want Bron to do well he's definitely got all the tools to be super talented but I just I, I can't fathom what the I, I don't understand how the new NXT in general ended up with like Mandy Rose and Dolph Ziggler as the top champs yeah, I, I like, I, I, it baffles me exactly it's uh, <laughs> NXT 2.0 where we bring people from the main roster down to developmental uh, okay isn't that NXT minus one? Like, <laughs> it's like that's pre NXT NXT right now. Like it's not it's not black and gold NXT. That's before black and gold, right? Well, that's a, it's it, they're going to flip the original concept of NXT on its head. It's going to be the season pros being mentored by the rookies. Fun for all. Schooled, if you will. Whee, like that. That's what <laughs> she, that's what should be called. <laughs> NXT schooled. <laughs> schooled. <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah, anyway, stupid. It is. So, Carl, 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 Carl. Yes? Roman Reigns. I don't want to do highlights. He does, you're right. I know we're not. I know we're not. But a lot of people have said, uh, this match didn't deliver, etc. Right? Absolutely right, Carl. Roman should have won it. A lot of people are like, oh, who's going to beat Roman now? Like, I don't know, God. I don't know. It doesn't matter to me. Roman couldn't have lost to, to Brock. They're equally on par at this point, aren't they? Like, who would beat Lesnar now? You could say the exact same fucking question about who won. But uh, I think Roman was the right choice as the winner. However, 
I'm going to give them a bit of a pass on the, the what is alleged to be a disappointing match. I don't think it was that bad a match. A lot of people have said it didn't deliver what they were expecting. But by all accounts, and from what you've seen on the pictures that I sent you, Carl, because I said, not those ones, I sent you some pictures. <laughs> and um, it looks as though Roman <laughs> suffered an injury during said match. So, um, you know, apparently it's a torn muscle as well for those who want some. I'm not going to call it news. I haven't put it in the news. I'm not going to try and spoil it because. I don't know. It's going to turn out that like he, he didn't, and then you're going to be like, ah, oh, see, fake news. It's not fake news. I'm speculating well, I mean, shit from what I've read. He's able to right? lift them titles up all right, isn't he? You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't know. One was a bit lower than the other. <laughs> oh, that happens so, especially as you get older. Anyway, so let's ignore the, the whole injury side. Let's assume it's not going to be too bad. We haven't had an official announcement or any timeout or anything along that line. But uh, I'm going to give a pass on the match itself because I don't think it was bad. And all right, maybe you could have run a bit longer or we could have had some bigger spots. But hey-ho, you could ask that forever, couldn't you, really? You yeah, know? definitely. I um, I didn't mind the mania match at all, to be fair. Um, and whether it was a legit injury or not, um, I'm not really sure. To, like, to me, it looked like he injured it on the spear through the barricade, which we predicted was definitely going to happen. Um, That's a happen. So I think he did it that early on, to be fair. So fair play to him. People were saying he he did it on the Kimura that um, Brock had on him, but nah, yeah. you could tell it was already pretty fucked up. But I guess what what do you make of the kind of post-mania scrum then on Raw where he just comes out and he's like, if you want to know what's next, tune into SmackDown. And it's like... Runs off screen. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm, I, I'm intrigued. It's going to make you tune into SmackDown, I right? don't know what's next. Hmm. So I'm super intrigued by that. But again, it's like, uh, like I don't know. I, I think the Cody show, like, would you want to see Cody versus Roman? I honestly don't know if I would. Now, you had a fantastic idea when we were watching Night One of Mania where yes. basically just said, <laughs> yes, he's so modest, this guy. Um, where effectively Anthony just said, so what they should do is have a tournament for the WWE title, well, the Raw title, effectively. Um, because obviously the undisputed universal, hoorah, mega super champ. Um, belt is on, is <laughs> yeah, it's his own thing. So Raw needs a champion. I don't think Roman's going to be a frequent uh, mainstay on both shows. So Anthony said, let's have a tournament. Cody wins that one. So kind of like that approach, to be fair. I think... If Cody, is, like, if Cody's Cody, the guy to beat Roman. But the thing is, like Cody wants the WWE Championship, so he needs it for his story. Um, I don't know how we get there, so this is lazy booking on my part. But for me, I want Cody to face off against someone who it makes more sense to. Like, don't be wrong, they could easily build a story between him and Roman, but I'm just not even sure that they gel together in terms of in-ring style. Mm. I really want us to get to a point... Especially because this man is winding down his career as well. Him versus Randy. <clears throat> yeah. I really want that as a feud because Cody's got a few. Well, I don't know when Cody said he wants to retire, but I know Randy Orton said something about uh, finishing at 46 or something, hasn't he? I think Cody wants to be around 40, so only a couple of years away. So there you go. The pair of them could just retire together then. Um, I don't want that. That's weird. Cody's not going to leave at 40. Bullshit. Hang on a minute. Aren't these guys married? Why are they running off together in a retirement home? I need to know more about but, this. Uh, look, I just want this to be the finish of the match, okay? They embrace, <laughs> they leave together. They um, make out and then walk off. <laughs> hey, what were we talking about? I There's have a no belt idea. 
yeah, so yeah, I got distracted. My bad. Anyway, so Randy Orton, I think like the, the the whole legacy thing and everything's there. I think storyline wise, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And everyone's gonna be like, well, you know, Roman's part of the Anaheim family. I mean, like him and Randy sort of they didn't come up together together, but they sort of did. You know what I mean? There's a lot of history there between them two. There's virtually no history between them and Roman. And like you said, Cody's best storytelling is when there's an echo of truth in there. Yeah. Um, just on that, actually, because you mentioned the Anawai family, I haven't really seen this spoken about much, but after Raw, the dark match this week was um, Cody versus Kevin Owens. And there's a spot that happened in the dark match where basically um, The Rock's mum was in attendance um, and Cody basically right. got her to hold um, Kevin Owens' arms back while he beat the shit out of Kevin Owens and then gave her a big hug afterwards. So... Uh-huh. <laughs> I wonder whether they're going to do something with that actually uh, with, with oh. Roman but yeah random indeed but yeah I don't know I think um... <laughs> from the rock step on <laughs> mm, maybe <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm your American nightmare boy uh, <laughs> now see this belt <laughs> that's a paddle um, but no I think <laughs> yeah I think <sighs> Cody versus Roman probably wouldn't be the mega match that um, maybe Cody hopes it would be. Like, it doesn't sound bigger than Roman versus Brock, even though we've already seen that two times before. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm not too sure how Cody's going to get to the WWE title, but, yeah, that's why we have to tune into SmackDown, Anthony. We have to find out what's next for the Tribal Chief. You know what I mean? The Tribal Chief is going to come out on SmackDown. He's going to boast about being the best there is, the best there was. Etc. <laughs> He's gonna boast about like being part of the bloodline, his his yard, and various other catchphrases. And then we're gonna have ten minutes of uh, wrestling as more than one royal family in the darkness and so on. And you're like, who's who could this be? And then Ro- Cody's gonna come out and be like, I'm better than you. Yeah, I love it if the what um... a pompous circumstance just for him to be like, you're not the best, I'm the best. And I like, all right, I'm being somewhat snarky here but I do think they're probably going to lead right into these two in a feud and I think that because he had an interview with Variety not long after everyone was like oh my god Cody's here right and um, he was saying about like he's, he's told Vince and he's told Bruce and whoever else was caring to listen think Nick Khan was there um, that he is the best wrestler in the world and all this kind of stuff and I'm like you're already I don't think that was done like he probably does believe it, but I think that like that's something you know is gonna go out publicly. I think that's been a bit of like a bit of storytelling there and he's like I'm the best wrestler and I'm gonna prove it and the guy who's walking around with both titles saying that he's the best and he's mm. the needle mover. Just seems like a natural thing that he's gonna come toe to toe with him and I think it's gonna be right now. Maybe he's gonna be this call it right here. But like yeah, obviously we've got WrestleMania backlash next, so is, does that feel a bit soon? Like, does this feel like something that you should save for like SummerSlam or Money in the Bank? Maybe I don't know. Um, but yeah, I legitimately I'm don't know where it's going. But I don't know. <laughs> Climb the ladder, Cody. Bird. Um, so I'd yeah. love Cody to like. Honestly, I feel like he's made it very clear what he wants, but I feel like there has to be a journey to it. <laughs> like, honestly, if you ask me. I feel like Cody should have to like win money in the bank or do something to actually get to that point. I don't think it should be as easy as, oh, I want a title match. He's not Goldberg, for fuck's sake. Right? <laughs> and I just thought that. Uh, Got to have jabs where you can. 
Um, so I, I prefer. I, I have my suspicion he's gonna like just go face to face with Roman at SmackDown this week. But um, I would love if there's actually a bit of like a challenge to get to it because it seems a bit. It almost feels a little bit empty. It's like I've come back because I want to win the title, you know, on behalf of my father, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then it's like, look, I just did it. It's like, oh, cool, thanks. Yeah. You know. But it's, it's like it is a weird one though because he's come back. He's very much said, "Yeah, I'm coming after the title, um, you know, for me dad." And then it was like next week it's Cody versus Ezekiel. It'd be kind of like, right, okay. Um, so I don't know. It feels like it's got to be something, hasn't there? Somewhat imminent. So maybe you're right, but we will see. Yeah. All remains to be seen. It's difficult, isn't it? Actually, I never really thought about like that. But yeah, it's like you can't just have them in like random matches that are pointless. But <clears throat> exactly. at the same time, there needs to be. AJ. Like even if he goes into a feud because like let's I, I would honestly if we had an, a televised feud with him and Kevin Owens it'd make sense. Mm. If Cody's there, like I'm gonna challenge for the title, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, and Kevin Owens is like, hang on, you've been back all of five minutes, I just main events at Mania, if anyone gets a shot, it's me, blah blah blah. Then these two start fighting. Cool, I can I can work with that. Mm. We need the distraction. WrestleMania backlash. Kevin Owens versus Cody Rhodes. I'm there for it. Yeah. I think I um I think the whole Seth Rollins thing where he came out and shook his hand and said welcome home and walked off was weird in itself. Like, what is he face now? Like, who even knows what's happening? But it's exciting because it's not predictable. So, it's what you want. Oh, he, he knows, he can he can sense it that uh, Cody is actually a heel, a true heel, and heels know, they, they recognise with the heels. That's why he showed him some respect. That's it. Maybe. Cody doesn't know it yet. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so that was WWE this week. Let's... Uh, take a look over at AEW um, so CM Punk now well, this is the way to kind of do it I suppose obviously just talking about what Cody should do um, <laughs> Punk <laughs> Punk just basically said I want the gold um, I've had all these feuds I'm working my way up the, the, the rankings um, and yeah uh, he basically just said he doesn't know who's going to win whether it's going to be Cole or Hangman in the inevitable rematch but whoever it is he's coming for them next and I think this is absolutely what you should do WWE's kind of white hot right now. They just had WrestleMania and they just got a load of eyeballs back on it with Austin and you know Vince and Cody and everything going on. Um, so they absolutely should. Be. And it's no offense, I, you know, I don't mean to offend uh, Hangman by saying this, but um, like the t- they should be putting the title on like a CM Punk now. I think it's great that they've taken a homegrown talent and given them the belt and stuff like that. But it's like at the same time you've got the likes of CM Punk and Danielson and people like that who aren't going to be there forever. Let's um let's capitalize on their stardom. And as um, you say, the, the reality is like they are the biggest star. Like these are the guys who have an impact. Like if Punk leaves and goes somewhere else, it has an impact. These <laughs> these guys are up there with with Cody in terms of like status in the company. And um, yeah, I, I hate to say it, but I agree with you as well. It's uh, like <laughs> Hangman. I hate to say it. I agree with no, you. No, I hate to say no. like it, for the same reasons that I hate to say like that. You hate to say it is that Hangman totally deserves his title shot, his title run. But especially in the wake of, like, you know, WWE are making some moves now, aren't they? Like, Raw has been the best it's been in a very fucking long time. And mm. I sincerely hope WWE keep up with the, the quality programme. <laughs> I was going to say, let's, uh, let, let's not count our chickens yet, shall we? The, the, post, yeah, the post-mania yeah. Raw it tends to be okay. I week and it's been pretty good. But, um, look, after they butchered uh, Royal Rumble, I, like, I was just not expecting anything. And, and here we are talking about it, possibly. I would dare say WWE has been more engaging this week. Than AEW, and that's mm. no slight to AEW. You know, it's been a massive. <laughs> I picked the wrong, the wrong T-shirt to wear this week. Yeah, um, certainly did. Um, but yeah, you're right. I think 
in a business sense, it just makes sense, doesn't it? Like when CM Punk can, like, who's one of the bigger names there, can wear the belt and it can actually get a bit of media attention. Of course, you'd do that, and you know we're heading that way, aren't we? Let's be honest. Indeed, and I think um, it's it's just the right decision to get more casual eyeballs onto AW and stuff as well. It's like, oh, CM Punk's the champ there. It's like obviously Punk arrived, it got a load of attention, and then he's just kind of been doing a few other different feuds here and there, hasn't he? So. Getting back into the main title scene, more people will be like, oh, Punk's the champion, I wonder what that's like. So, yeah, I think it'd be the right thing to do, especially with uh, WWE regaining a bit of momentum. We're heading into the summer, and you know what that means. (laughs) Indeed. Barbecues. That's what what you meant, right? Um, Yes. Yeah, Summer Punk 2.0. Summer Punk 2. 2.0, with more colours. More punkier than the last. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, to be fair, the Summer Punk was pretty shit. I'm not even going to lie. Like, he, he, he had the thing with Cena, Money in the Bank. It was dead good. He had the Pike Bomb thing, all that good stuff. It was awesome. And then he basically had a few with Kevin Nash. And uh, that was <laughs> pretty much it. OMG, I thought he was dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, so yeah. Let's, let's do it. Let's get CM Punk in that main title picture. That's what Indeed. we want to see. Indeed. So, Carl, next one for you. Wardlow. Or MJF and Wardlow, mm-hmm. or you know whatever you want to call it. Um, what do you like? I'm I'm super intrigued by your thoughts on this. So obviously <laughs> Wardlow is he's absolutely raging. He wants MJF. You want him to get MJF. You know that we still want that. It's still gonna. It still could be a massive thing. Um, what do you make of what's going on with the Pinnacle at the moment? You know, it's interesting. It's to obviously me. Um, well, no, it's an interesting stance from FTR because. Obviously, they're they're coming at it from the end of the day. The beef is between MJF and Wardlow. Like Wardlow's still their guy. It's almost like there's a little bit of a mini face turn happening for FTR within mm. within the Pinnacle. Um, definitely making some considerable changes in their lives. Mm, indeed. Uh, so I don't know. I feel like we're we're kind of just going to end up with MJF and Sean Spears at this point. But MJF doing everything he can yeah. to keep the Pinnacle. Sean will never leave. Well, yeah. Um, Who do you want me to get? I'm a chairman. <laughs> Who should I get, MJF? Like, oh, let me just get me glove. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to get to a point where FTR just basically have enough. The pinnacle is effectively um, over and done with. It's just going to be MJF and Sean Spears. And therefore... Without an inner circle, there can be no pinnacle. Yeah, exactly. Um, did I say inner circle? <laughs> did, I, did I do it? I might, might have done What? I don't know. Oh, no, um, I'm just saying, without, cause they were the foil to Inner Circle, weren't they? Ah, right, okay. Um, I thought I might have just said they'll be, you know, they'll be leaving the Inner Circle or something. No, yeah. I noted it because Inner Circle have disbanded and now a couple of weeks later Pinnacle have. It's almost like, well, there's no point us existing. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you say that, but um, is the Inner Circle still here just under a different guise? But we'll get on to that. Um, so, yeah, I think ultimately... guys. Literally different guys. Uh, but, yeah, I think we're going to get to a point where MJF's just got nobody to have his back anymore and he realises he's royally screwed up and Wardlow is just going to um, absolutely decimate him because, you know, I like the stuff that they're doing where it's like, let's get you know get Wardlow off the website, let's get him off all marketing material and everything like that because at the end of the day, it's his MJF is the one who's paying his contract and all this kind of stuff. So I like all that aspect of it. He's not even allowed yeah, in the arena. Fun, that really. um, yeah. But yeah, I'm, just, I'm ready to see Wardlow tear him apart. I hope they don't yeah. delay it too much longer. I can't wait till Wardlow turns up and he's just like, give me what I want. It's going to be great. <laughs> uh, lol. Lol. Quality. 
it's me, it's me, me. It um, I thought you were like. <clears throat> uh, um, so yeah, nice little segue from talking about the inner circle um, to the Jericho Appreciation Society. Um, I'm a fan of the JAS. I won't lie, but wasn't a fan of this week uh, really because it just felt like the inner circle all over again, but we're just with different guys. Um, I even flip flamming. <laughs> I wish I missed that to be fair, but uh, I don't. I, I don't know, like this week it just felt very inner circle where they've had their feuds with like the Pinnacle and stuff like that. Um where it was just Kingston and um Santana and Ortiz turn up and there's a big fight again. It just yeah, it just didn't really land for me. I like what they're doing with the whole sports entertainment thing and stuff. There's definitely something there. But I just to go straight back into like a faction versus faction kind of thing. And I know that there's it's it's not resolved, there's still ongoing stuff between Kingston and Jericho and and the like, but yeah, it's a bit of a shame they've gone straight back into that. I would have liked to just see what they could become as just a, a group that rocks up every now and again and talks some smack about, mm. you know, the talent. No, I agree. Um, it is a little bit rinsed and repeat, isn't it? In all fairness. It is, it, yeah, unfortunately. But, and I, I, I want to highlight it, it's only rinse and repeat in my eyes this week. Like, I feel like it was somewhat fresh um, when it was, you know, and I'm a sports entertainer. Not like, like that felt very yeah. different to the inner circle. Uh, yeah, yeah, this. Oh, yeah, you missed like the, the. I don't want to say that's probably not the right word. It might mean be too harsh words, but you missed the daft fun, don't you? you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think it'd be nice if Jericho stopped playing faction wars for a bit and started just, you know, trying to do something. Play it what it was. Yeah, just just grow his own faction, um, and you know develop the you know the people within there. Let's try and get um, Danny Garcia at TNT title match. Let's try and get um, two point oh the, the attack title shot things like that. He did it for Sammy Guevara, exactly. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So you know, speaking of factions, Carl. <laughs> See, that was a segue. I like it. Um, Danielson. And Utah. Let's see. Uh, again, I'm super intrigued what what you make of this. I mean, he definitely loves a good slap fight. We know this much. <laughs> but um, what do you make of this? You know, firstly, uh, we the Utah is all elite. But secondly, is he joining the Blackpool Combat Club? Because mm. the ways of showing affection are quite confusing, so it's hard to tell. But it seems he might be joining them. Yeah. I like that the, uh, this is exactly what they were apparently going to do, wasn't it? Even before Regal. It was like Moxley and Danielson could like mould the young talent, and you know who who better to shout really than than good old Wheeler. Well, that's it. He's um he's kind of just come out of nowhere, at least for us. Uh, but he's been quite heavily featured, you know, admittedly in losing efforts quite frequently. But what like ignoring the losses? What do you make of him? Do you think he? Do you think he's got the chops? Do you think they, what they see in him? Can you see it yourself? He's definitely got something, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, he just won the Ring of Honor Pure title as well at the um, Supercard of Honor. Uh, the other the other day, uh, so you know clearly he's got that pure wrestling capability because typically you only win that belt when when you do and you recognise for that. So um, mm. off the back of that, the you know the announcement he's now all elite as well. Um, so I, I I think he could be. I'm glad that he's the whole best friend stuff is over and done with because he wasn't really the right fit at all for them. Um, no, I think this is a game what I've always praised AEW for. Is for the most, and I'm not going to say they do it all the time, but for the most, 
they have a good ability to recognise when something's not working and course correcting a bit. And I think this is a fine example of that one. They've gone, that's not, it's not working. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I'm, I'm interested to see if he does become a member of the Blackpool Combat Club. How how does that work? Because right now it's an awesome little faction of badasses. So it's like when they start incorporating some youth, like how will some that youth. be? Some <laughs> youth. Uh, um, yeah. It's funny because it kind of references his name, and then also like a like a British reference. <laughs> Ute works, works on so many left. Le- le- it does. Yeah, here's a t-shirt. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I think uh, it seems that way that he is going to end up going down uh, that route and joining them. So interesting to see what that does for him. I think it's got the you know potential to do wonderful things for him. At the end of the day, Ring of Honor pure um, champ uh, just. Made all elites now. He joins that as well. He's had a pretty good fucking week or two, hasn't he? Man, let's be honest, getting slapped by Regal. Like, I'd be quite pleased with that. <laughs> I like your pinky way, but to be able to be like, you know what? Even Regal slap me. Like that's, that's an accolade, isn't it in itself? <laughs> Indeed, you heard it here first. You're you're trying. You're laughing this off, Carl. Right? I can guarantee if it was like. Hey, William Regal's going to be at the full of a wrestling and uh, it's it's like 10 quid if you want him to slap you in the face. You'd be like, so I've bought those tickets and I'd be like, okay. I mean, yeah. It'd be like on uh, Ready to Rumble. Crown me! Um, <laughs> that's exactly what we would be like. Uh, but yeah. Indeed. Um, so is it back to my... It's my one it's now. Back to you. So um, I should give you this Track one because out. you like... You know, you hate Kyle O'Reilly, so I bet you would hate this. That's why I'm trying to stay away from it, because I'm not going to be unbiased. I'm going to be so biased. <laughs> um, I am keen to get your thoughts, though. So, obviously, Adam Cole, Bebe, uh, stole the AW title away from uh, Hangman, and then he also stole the tag titles away from Jurassic Express. And basically, you know, whatever we're calling these guys now, but Red Dragon and Adam Cole all come out with the titles that they stole, with their names and, you know, little Sharpie writing over the top of them, basically making it like they own the titles. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is um, this has been the AEW world title feud that I'm least interested in. And I feel, I, I don't yeah. want to say anything bad about Adam Cole or Hangman, because I like the pair of them. I just, I don't know, they had the match. The match was fine. It probably over-delivered what people expected um, in terms of everything else that was on in, in that card. But it should have just been done then. So the fact that they've carried it on just feels a little bit overkill. And doing stuff like this um, to try and further the feud, yeah, just underwhelmed with it is probably the best Honestly, way to... I was intrigued by the concept at first, you know. I'll be honest with you. I was like, yeah, what would you do if someone just took your belt, you know? <laughs> well, your pants would like, probably fall down quite a bit. Well, that's theft, so you'd probably just, like, I don't know steal it back or like, I'm trying to think of how you do it in the rest of the world you know you ring the police probably but like in this scenario it's like well, why don't you just steal it back but I'm like the more I think about it like in terms of what this does for the feud it's like the longer they hold those belts they make the champions themselves look stupid because mm. they've just been mugged right off but then they make themselves look stupid it's the most British like, British thing you've ever said there's your other shirt right there Carl mugged right off can it anyway, be a picture of a mug? Yeah, of course, it has to be. Um, yeah, so like it doesn't do well for the champions themselves because they've just had the titles stolen and can't do fuck all about it. But at the same time, you go, well, why don't you guys just actually fucking win them? 
I mean, yeah. Like, um, you've clearly got the better of them because they can't get the titles back off you. So why don't you actually legit fucking win them then? So it makes everyone look kind of stupid. So you're, right. Like you're right. It, it cheapens everybody involved, really. Uh, and it wasn't so much initially, I understand, like the, the aggravation that they were trying to cause, but the longer they hold on to them and now that putting the names on with Sharpie and stuff like that, it's like, yeah, you've kind of held them for way too long now. Like, this was meant to be like, this should have been a quick thing where they stole them and it was like, oh, you pesky dragon team or whatever the fuck you call yourselves. Yeah. yeah. I think as well, I kind of want to give them the benefit of the doubt. I, I feel like until Kenny took the decision to go and get, you know, all his injuries taken care of, quite rightfully, the right decision. <laughs> How could you? Um, but like, I feel like that's where they were headed. There was going to be something with the books and Kenny and Ad Cole and uh, Red Dragon. But I feel like because... Kenny's on around now, they're just kind of like, well, what do we do with these? And I feel like that's been negatively impacted, um, really, which is a shame. Right, can I just be clear, are they Red Dragon or Redragon? I have no idea. I think they're Redragon, oh, but... Redragon. <laughs> Redragon. Uh, who knows? But, yeah, not a big fan of it, uh, and I hope it gets over with pretty soon, to be fair. Agreed. So, Carl... I think this is good news. I hope you think this is good news. Not trying to influence you what your opinion's going to be, but you better fucking be positive <laughs> one around. Uh, Tony Storm, Carl. She's she's on OnlyFans now, what do you think? <laughs> Funny guy. I kid, of course. Tony Storm is all elite, Carl. Made a hell of a debut. Made a nice little splash in the women's division. And um, again, I've said for a while, the women's division is nowhere near as bad as people have been making it out to be. It's kind of a historic thing to say that AEW's women's division is shit. But a hell of a talent to acquire, nonetheless. Now, I'm going to caveat this with a little bit of a complaint about AEW because I think they now need to start giving the women's division a bit more time mm-hmm. because there's so many potentially good feuds here and I don't get to see a lot of stuff going on. Like, Ruby Riot's not around all that much. Tony Storm's come in. She needs to go into a decent feud. Like, I need Thunder just constantly winning matches because she's boss <laughs> and holds the title. Like, we need all of this on... on Dynamite and Rampage and there's just not enough there's not enough show Carl there's not enough show for the women no um, or for anyone really but you know I feel like we're getting like a really good roster but we need to be able to showcase it now and maybe Ring of Honor can be a good way of like spreading that out a little bit I don't know but yeah I think it's a great point you make about Ruby Soho because when she joined everyone was kind of like ah uh, no I used her WWE name I used her Fed name people are going to lynch me you are terrible. I, I was disgusted at you when you did. Um, I, I could see the bile in your throat. <laughs> but I was going to let it slide, but fair dues, you won't up to it. Um, but yeah, I think, obviously, when she when she joined, that was seen as quite a big thing. And I think a lot of people were like, yeah, she's finally going to get the chance. But yeah, we haven't really seen any, anything of her, have we, uh, for a while. And I think, and no disrespect to Nyla Rose either, but like now she's the one going after Thunder Rosa. And it's like, well... Okay. I don't know. AEW made this a rite of passage where when you win the title, you have to fight Nyla Rose next. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe it's like that boss battle. Um, you know. <laughs> it's like Streets of Rage. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm not really sure. But they have got so many people. Obviously, uh, Hikaru, uh, Hikaru Shida is back now. Um, and she's kind of just there, but doing stuff on Dark. Um, Look, I think Abaddon is like fantastic as a concept, right? Because... How many women's wrestlers are, are like her? Exactly. She's got. Like, she's very unique. She's like for me. She was always like 
you get characters like that constantly with with uh, male wrestlers, but you don't get it a lot with women's wrestlers. And her whole character was fleshed out. It was brilliant. She was intimidating. Uh, she had that psychological warfare. Kind of reminded me of Undertaker. Obviously, a, a much more sort of zombie-like, creepy-looking version. But like, kind of like the Undertaker in that sort of that awe and fear that she puts in people. And I was like, this is amazing. And it's like, yeah, but we're, we're not going to see a lot of us. So don't worry too much about that. Yeah, it's it, it is a good point. I'd, I'd like to hope. Obviously, you know they've got the TBS title now, so there's that aspect. So there's two titles for the women to go after. So yeah, yeah, we just need a little bit of more feature. But also they've got the Owen Hart um, tournament, haven't they? So they've got a women's and a men's bracket with qualifiers for each. So which has been really good because you do get to see like a lot of uh, a lot of fun stuff happening there with the women's division. A lot of matches you wouldn't normally get. You get to showcase some people like. Uh, I think Julia Hart's in it this week, for instance, and you don't get to see a lot of her solo work. So, like the tournament's definitely a, a brilliant shout for the women's division. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm hoping with with that uh, coupled with the fact they've got two belts and the stuff going on that we will start to see a bit more of it. But yeah, I think you know, great acquisition. To your point, the women's roster is getting a bit stacked now, so it's just about finding time um, to have meaningful well, feuds know, and stuff. Another hour at uh, Rampage. Could be. Do the trick. And then maybe. a third weekly show that's Ring of Honor. Yeah, baby. <laughs> maybe. All um, the shows. All the shows. But yeah, so great coup for AEW. Um, I'm briefly talking about what else happened this week. So it's all about um, Ring of Honor and Supercard of Honor. Yeah, so all about that, boom. It is indeed. The first one, obviously, Brian Cage, who's been MIA for the longest of times, has rocked back up in Ring of Honor, of all places, as Tully's new client. Um so quite surprising, uh, quite an interesting choice. Um, you know, is he still with AEW? Is he a Ring of Honor guy only now? Now, obviously, Wheeler Utah was made All Elite, and uh, a certain someone else who you'll talk about in a minute was made All Elite as well, despite them showing up a Ring of Honor. It's interesting because we know that Brian had renewed his contract because there's a lot of speculation over it. People saying he weren't getting utilised, that he's probably just going to let it expire. And we, we know, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, we confirmed that he had re-signed. So he'd extended his contract. Obviously, his contract's with AEW as a company, but that doesn't necessarily mean he has to be on AEW programming, especially now the own Ring of Honor. So it's a valid point. Are we going to see him as a Ring of Honor guy? Is that what made him stay? Because he's going to get a bit of prominence in that side of things. Exactly. It's interesting, isn't it, uh, to see. But he is back. We've yeah, seen him. So, uh, yeah, where, where will we see him next? And better than ever. Indeed. And speaking of Ring of Honor, Carl, and speaking of surprises, and speaking of other promotions, and Fenelis, uh, uh, said, and the other guy who was all elite, Samoa Joe has returned. Damn. Samoa Joe. Now, I don't want to be one of these indie fucking smart asses, right? But even I was getting annoyed on social media when people are going, oh, it's just another WWE guy. And I'm like, like, I didn't even watch Ring of Honor, and even I was pissed off with that comment. <laughs> even I know that Samoa Joe is a Ring of Honor OG. Ring of Honor OG, it's been an impact for years, but no, he's a WWE guy. He's a WWE guy, and AEW just interested in buying ex-WWE guys. Like, no, this is like the best shout. Um, honestly, one of the best things he could have done for a surprise return at Ring of Honor is like someone who's considered like a legend in Ring of Honor. In fact, hasn't he gone into the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame? I think he has, actually, yeah. Um, has um, he? I, mean, I think he must have done. I think he was named for Punk and that, wasn't he, and Danielson? Mm. Feel like he was. Anyway, you know, I don't know what's going on with uh, with Joe's sort of um, injuries and such like that. I know WWE weren't keen on keeping him in ring action, 
we had that sort of return on NXT, and then it wasn't, and then he was released. Um, so I just sincerely hope, you know, he's back. He's definitely back and ready for action. So um, I hope we get to see more of him in the ring, and it's not in any way risky. Indeed. Well, I think they've, um, they've, announced, they've announced the match tonight, haven't they? So his first match is going to be against Max Caster in the Owen Hart uh, qualifying uh, matches. Uh, but there's loads of stuff for him to do. Like, I, I, I'm curious, like, what's going to happen with him? Are they going to have him as babyface? Are they going to turn him heel? Like, are we going to get to see, you know, like, if they, keep, if they have him face, will he join the um, Blackpool Combat Club? Or, you know... It's funny because I was going to mention that because obviously the last we saw him, he was like Regal's enforcer, as it were. Exactly. So. Obviously, there's a lot of history there between all men um, in that uh, faction, so that would make sense. Or they could turn him here. They could do something with the likes of, I don't know, Keith Lee. Um, like I think we'd, we'd all love to see that, let's be honest. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there's, there's that aspect of it. Or, this, of course, oh. I was going to say one of the OG moments is uh, the MJF thing. Obviously, when MJF is yeah. the little security guard, you get to see exactly. that in the same company. Well, MJF uh, playfully alluded to that, um, in, like before one of his matches, hadn't he? So, um, and nodding back to that sort of thing, and um, MJF's definitely the type of guy to go off on uh, some of Joe for that disrespect. A hundred percent, you know. So, uh, yeah, I'd love to see that too. But uh, yeah, super intriguing stuff, Carl. He's clearly not just going to be a Ring of Honor guy, but obviously made his return at um, Supercard of Glory. So. It'd be interesting to see where he goes from there. He's going to be around uh, both shows, most likely. Indeed. Um, so, yeah, fun-filled week of wrestling, Anthony. Indeed. Lots going on. Um, fair, play, fair play to WWE. They've, uh, they've had a hell of a, you know, hell of a mania, which we'll be talking about soon. Um, but, obviously, post-mania Raw was, was pretty decent as well. A lot of stuff going on. Um, and, yeah, AEW continuing to... To do what they do, uh, but yeah, there's a couple of um, couple of things where we could do a scene bits accelerated, I would say. But so much going on with the whole Ring of Honor asset, uh, side of it all as well. So yeah, all in all, fun fun times to be a wrestling fan. Uh, let's see if the momentum continues. Obviously, it's Man and Anthony's favourite time of the year, Rumble up to Mania, as Anthony said. The most they killed <laughs> they killed the Rumble for us. We weren't looking forward to Mania. Um, even the card on paper didn't look fantastic, but yeah, definitely delivered, I think. But when you end up with, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin beating the piss out of Kevin Owens for your main event and I won, nah, what that's a win. You that's a fucking win. <laughs> um, so yeah, another fun-filled episode. Um, as I said, we're going to be talking WrestleMania results, um, and we're also going to be talking all the latest news and rumours as well in the Ringside Report, but... Before we do, here's a little video about the upcoming convention, just a couple of weeks away now, for the Love of Wrestling 2. Um, so here's a bit more information about it, and we'll catch you on the next one. For Love of Wrestling, Europe's largest wrestling convention returns to the Exhibition Centre in Liverpool on the 23rd and 24th of April. Guests this year include Diva of the Decade, Trish Stratus, The Wrestling God, JBL, The Dudley Boys, Tori Wilson, and just announced MJF from AEW. We will also be doing a Wyatt Family reunion as we welcome Eric Rowan, the man formerly known as Braun Strowman, and indeed, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. 
also just announced is the man, the legend, the icon, Sting. And of course, your Olympic gold medalist, Kurt Angle. This and many, many, many more guests, as well as prop builds, Q&As with all of the wrestlers and some of the biggest wrestling collections in the world on display from our exhibitors. Get your tickets at forloveofwrestling.co.uk or search Facebook or Twitter for For the Love of Wrestling. For the Love of Wrestling, Europe's biggest wrestling convention, returns to Liverpool the 23rd and the 24th of April. This is Griff Garrison and you're listening to A to the K. 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 A to the K.